It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. You're listening to the IFL TV podcast in association with Lonsdale MTK Global, sponsored by William Hill. This is Coon Cassis for IFL TV in association with MTK Global. Uh, delighted to be joined by Mr. David Price. How are you, mate? Not bad, mate. How are you? All good. You look very fresh this morning. I'm fresher than I was yesterday morning. Fresher than I was Sunday morning. <laughs> That's why I couldn't go on. What's your tipple of choice, David? Um, beers, wine, spirits. The holy trinity. <laughs> a lot. A lot. No, I just have a beer, mate. I just have a beer. But I, I watched the boxing and, um, yeah, just just had a bit of a bit of a late night. Sat here enjoying myself. And now um, back in the gym yesterday, back in, in a minute when I um, get off this call. Um, listen, we're all entitled to uh, have a little bit of downtime, David. You're back in oh, um, yeah, what was your assessment of Joshua's performance and his knockout of Kubrat Pulev? Thought it was brilliant performance, to be honest. Um, see improvements in him every time he's fighting. Obviously, apart from the slip up he had, but um, just thought he boxed, boxed brilliantly and mixed it up. Lovely as well. He, he kept it long when he got up close. The aggression came out. Um, his movement was good. His engine looked fine. You know, he, the couple of shots he did take, he held well. Um, yeah, just just a great performance. And, and Pulev was, you know, we, although we weren't throwing many punches, he, he's always threatening Pulev. So you can't switch off for a minute. He's always in your range, but, but you know, on, on the back foot a little bit. So he's always threatening, he's always there. And he kept cool, Joshua. Uh, his jab worked well. At times, he looked. He reminds me a little bit like a bit of a Cuban. At times, the way he was moving, the way he was punching. So, you know, I thought it was. Um, I thought it was an a, an a star performance. To be honest, let's talk. Let's talk about that third round because it, it seemed inevitable that Joshua would get him out of there. Uh, there was a point in that as well where Pulev turned his back towards uh, Joshua towards the, 
the corner of the ropes. Yeah. What did you make of that third round? They just exploded into actions, didn't they? Um, and that's what I was expecting quite early on. I thought he's going to put his foot on the gas at some point early on and just try and get the job done. And to be honest, you, you probably couldn't have argued that the ref would have just stopped the fight the way he turned his back. He literally turned his back and ran away. He was in survival mode there, but, um, you know, not many people could do that to a fighter like Cobra Pollard where they, they put that much of an onslaught on. He must have some power, Joshua, mate, to, to make someone like Pollard literally turn his back and run away. He, he couldn't get him off him. He couldn't get away from him. Um, you know, it, it, was a, it was a great third round and probably could have stepped on it again in the next round, but I think he's learned his lesson from the Andy Lewis fight about punching himself out and going for things too early. Um, you know, he was going to make it a long night of pain for Pulev instead, and that's that's what he did. Mm. Um, we know Joshua's one of the best finishers in the game when he's on it, and he certainly was on it in that ninth round. Um, well, it was a, a textbook knockout from Joshua. Oh, mate, it was... Um... It was brilliant. Like like I was saying in, in, in the week before it, Joshua's most powerful punches are up close. You know, when he, he think he's throwing like three, four uppercuts on the bounce. You don't really see that from many heavyweights, let alone six foot six, seven heavyweights, tall fighters who, who are supposed to be long range. But the power he generates up close and, and in mid range is fantastic. But the icing on the cake was the the textbook perfect straight right hand right on the chin. And it was, um, I don't think it could have gone much better. It was like a, it was like the type of fight you'd you'd want to see on a film. You know, like that type of finish. You know, it's something like something off a film. You know, it was that clean. It, it was, uh, you couldn't have doubted it really. I thought it was fantastic. Mm. Well, what did you make of his, uh, his demeanour after the fight? Obviously, he was always going to get asked a question about Tyson Fury. He was reluctant to talk about Tyson Fury leading into that fight that week, which was understandable because we've been there before where people were asking questions about uh, Deontay Wilder uh, before the Andy Ruiz one fight. So he was very kind of sceptical about answering anything to do with Tyson Fury before the fight. But after the fight, when he was asked about Tyson Fury, his attitude was he wants the belt. So whoever that has got the belts, if that's Fury or whoever, Fury does have the belt. What did you make of his kind of his body language and his demeanour after the fight when being asked about Fury? Um, I don't know. I think I think the way the way Joshua's working, he's staying in his own lane still. You know, he doesn't want to. I think he wanted it to be more about himself that night and his performance than maybe what's next and Tyson Fury. But obviously, that's that's what everyone's talking about. Um, you know. I, I do believe he wants the Fury fight, and I, do, and I don't believe he thinks it's going to be anyone but Tyson Fury. So I'm not sure. It's a bit of a funny one that he could have, he could have just said, "Look, it's it's on type of thing. It's going to be Tyson Fury unless he knows something we don't." And you know, is, is the Usyk thing going to come into play? What well, I don't know, but he might have. He might have. Look, if you if you pick a fight with Tyson Fury. You, you, you've got to be prepared to have the energy to, when I say a fight, I mean even like an argument back and forth, you've got to be prepared to have the energy to to, to do it. And that, you know, once it's on, it's on, because Fury will, will go into overdrive. So maybe he thought, I actually can't be quite asked 
arguing with Tyson Fury just yet. We'll wait till the fight's announced. I don't know. You'd have to ask himself. But, um, you know, if he'd have come out and got out the ring and said, you know, this Tyson Fury, this that, and the other, he might have got what I got off Tyson Fury <laughs> when he was at the ringside. Um, Call me a plumber and all that. So he might have got the, he might have the got best in uh, live television ever. I've got to say. Uh, well, I just I I just beat all the Addison and I and I got asked about Tyson Fury. Said yeah, I want to fight and they got relayed to him at the Gale fight and and that that's that's what got said then. But uh, yeah, he might he might have just thought, do you know what? Let's just keep it keep it um, keep it about me tonight and then deal with Fury later maybe. Yeah, I mean, if the fight was spine still delivered pending that result, but it's not. There's a lot of work that needs to be done while yeah. the situation, Utec situation with the WBO. Mm. Uh, there's a lot that needs to be done before we get to actually uh, yeah. about this fight. So I kind of get where he's at with that, you know. Yeah, he, he's very level-headed, isn't he? He's, you know, he's got a wise head on his shoulders. He won't, he won't say, he won't say shit that may not come to fruition Anthony Joshua you feel like there's no bullshit do you know what I mean if, if it's if it's going to happen then yeah he'll, he'll talk about it but if, even if there's a little doubt he, he's got quite a bit of a um, he's got quite a bit of a level added philosophy about things in life I think you know he seems pretty switched on so he's probably thought what's the point in wasting energy on this if there's even a minute chance it mightn't happen until it's science he'll deliver it doesn't need any building up, really, does it? You know, it, it, everyone's desperate to see the fight, and he's probably just thought, uh, "I'll keep my cards close to my chest, maybe." But it's all get it. Mm. A lot of pressure on him as well because Fury was meant to fight this year. He didn't fight. What happens in the early part of twenty twenty one is yet to be seen. But he's been in this situation before where everyone's talking about a different fight ahead of the one that he was on. Um, yeah. So. There was a lot of pressure for him to keep his side of the bargain, if you like, to make sure that that fight is still going to take place next year between Fury and Joshua. So yeah, there was there was big pressure on him, and you know he's used to pressure, but this this was a little bit different, I think, because of the situation we're in. There's been hardly any big heavyweight fights; all eyes were on him, and obviously he was coming off as a. Uh, this win against Ruiz, and it was whether, you know, was he going to be safety first? Is he still going to be a bit tense, a bit gun shiny? Proved he wasn't. And I, I, I was thinking going into the fight on Saturday night, for me, I think Pulev was Joshua's best opponent since the Klitschko fight. Uh, when, when, I look at, when I look at Ruiz fought, I think Pulev had beat Ruiz. I think Pulev had beat Joseph Parker. Um, so it was a real fight. So it was big pressure. Went like it was a keep warm fight, you know. It was um, there was a lot riding on it, and you know, the the big Tyson Fury hasn't really had that where there's been a big fight around the corner. He's had the Deontay Wilder rematch, but he was selective a bit more with the opponents with um, Tom Schwartz and um, the Southpaw kid Otto Otto Wallen. Although that turned out to, to be a, a difficult fight and a, and a good win. But um, I think going into this one, they knew the dangers of Pulev and they knew it could be a real banana skin and this could fuck everything up here for all of us. So the pressure was on. So you could imagine it, uh, you know, they, they will have lifted massively after it. The weight off the shoulders that they had to fight won. Mm, absolutely. Um, 
Yeah, so I mean, we'll wait and see. Like I said, this we're closing in on the year now. So Joshua did that. Yeah. Part. What happens next year? Like I said, there's so many things that need to be ironed out before we can really get excited about that fight. But we're all confident that hopefully 2021 we do at least get to see that fight once, possibly twice. So, oh, it'd be brilliant. So, well, 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 can you imagine? It, you know, it's so fucking exciting, isn't it? The thought of that fight happening. Because the two of them now in their own right are superstars. You know, at one point, Anthony Joshua was a superstar. Tyson Fury had done what he'd done, which was brilliant, but was kind of like not as mainstream, not not as marketable. You know, his fights were were, were not as, um, you know, exposed as Anthony Joshua's with the Sky Sports machine and everything else. But in the last 18 months, Tyson Fury's become a brand himself, hasn't he? And it's like two two superstars fighting each other. I can't remember every way fight like this, especially not, not in England. It's exciting. Certainly is. Well, David, listen, appreciate a little bit. Thanks, Hugo. Um, I'll let you go to the gym, my friend. Thank you. All and, right, mate. Uh, hopefully, we'll catch up again soon. Yeah. See you soon, mate. David, thank you very much, mate. Thanks, Hugo. Thanks for listening to the IFL TV podcast sponsored by William Hill in association with Lonsdale MTK Global. Sports Social Podcast Network. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.